pitchers jay it, it was great when I, we I, were great let me tell you something i gotta cut you off because <laughs> oh, i gotta cut you off Why? Why? Who first that? of all it, it, as someone who grew ever. up in new york not a yankees fan i know you played half your career for the indians but like i hated the yankees and cc's one of my all-time favorite players and i first saw him pitch I was doing play-by-play -play in 1999 for the Batavia Muck Dogs, uh, and you were pitching for the, Mo the Mulholland the Valley Scrappers, yeah. and I saw you pitch, and I said, whoa, this guy's going to be in the big leagues very soon because <laughs> you stood out. Because, you know, at that level, how many guys make it to the majors? Maybe two, three guys per team. Yeah. I think Victor was Victor, Victor Martinez was on, on that team, team right? Yeah, Victor was catching. And, and we had on our team that year, Marlon Bird played for Batavia. Yeah. I think Ryan Madsen was on that team, and then Ryan Howard the, the, the next, next year. year. Chase Utley soon after that. But, like, I never forget seeing you pitch there. And that place would get big crowds for yeah. A-ball. And, like, do you, do you ever think about those days, like, coming up in the minors? And, and, like, did you know how good you could be at that point? No, I had no idea. I mean, you know, when you're in the minor leagues, it's just you're just trying to figure out, like, how do I get back to Cleveland? I remember, like, getting drafted out of high school. They brought me here to Cleveland. I did the whole press conference. And then they dropped me off in Burlington, North Carolina. <laughs> and I'm like, Welcome to the show. Like, how am I going to get back to the show? Like, what, is, like, what is you this? You don't see a path. You what know is what this? Like, I walked into the clubhouse, and it was a bunch of, uh, like, black dudes over in the corner. <laughs> and I went to go say what's up. Nobody said a word That's to me. Word. Everybody was Dominican. I had never seen oh, a Dominican yeah. guy in my life. So, I, you know what I mean? Like, I was 17 years old. You doing sign language, bro. Yeah. You know what you're talking about, man, bro? <laughs> I was just trying to figure everything out. And... I was lucky that I got drafted by the Indians organization yeah. and or the Guardians organization now. Yeah. Um, and had Carl Willis and you know all these different people that, yeah. that can help me grow. Right. Because I was I wasn't ready to be a professional baseball player. Mm -hmm. I didn't learn how to wash clothes when I left home. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. So I had, you know, the right organization. I, I really got blessed by getting drafted by, by Cleveland. At what sure. age? Because you just you made a statement here and, and we've been pros, right? So what at what age do you felt like you understood what it meant to be a pro? Man, probably like 25, 26. Right. That and long? I was in the big leagues at 20. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so I had, you know, Ellis Burks and right. uh, Dave Berba oh, and, yeah. and you know, you. Robbie Alomar, Helped all these guys that yeah. had to, they raised me. Showed you know what, what I'm saying? Yeah, right, yeah, right. Like literally <laughs> raised me. What was your welcome to the big league moment? Um, I think my, 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 my welcome to the big league moment was just, just, just being around the team because like like I said I was 20 years old and the, the next youngest person on the team was 25 mm. at, at the time you know what I'm saying so it was just literally learning how to get on the road how to you know put my clothes on the laundry what, what like do, all these different things do. yeah yep. what about a pitch me was, moment when you're towing the rubber and you look in and you're like oh it was the very first day it was, the, it was Cal Ripken Wow. It was Kyle Ripken, the very wow. first game. What's and going I, through your mind as you're looking into Cal and, and what happened in that at bat? I, it was like the first thing I thought was like, dang, like the, I'm in the big league. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Then the second thing was like, damn, I should have slept a little more. <laughs> like, tired. Like, that's, and, then, and then the next thing, it was like Cal hit a double down the line. I'm like, oh, oh shit. Like, oh, yeah. I, I can leave my boy out here on the island. So my, my very first game as a pro was against the Lakers in Chicago. So I'm and I'm, they start me that day, right? So I come out and let me tell you who come to the jump circle. Magic, Kareem, <laughs> Worthy. Yeah, you and talk I, about. I'm walking through sweating. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna my dude. They're gonna my dude. I'm out here with these dudes. Somebody get a picture of this. And then Magic says, <laughs> so we start the game. 
because I'm checking worthy. Oh, we run these plays for James. <laughs> they go to James. James scored the first time. I said, okay, James scored the first time. We're going to go down and come back. They come back the second time. They said, no, no, Magic, run the thing with James. <laughs> he ran that thing eight straight times. <laughs> Worthy had 16 off the rip. <laughs> did you know? Welcome to the league. And I was like, oh, my God. That's crazy. D- did you know you was, you was kind of different? Like, so from from me playing baseball, you know, when I was at a young age, just not many black kids is playing baseball. <laughs> and so like when I saw, I'm like, who does the, the Indians got a dude that got tattoos? He about six seven. Yeah. He like jewelry, like I oh, like yeah. jewelry. He, he had me like, lost when he had the gang cat. That was my hat, thing. Was I was like, oh yeah, that's my yeah. man. Right? I said, oh, that. I was like, that's my man right there. Nah. Did, did you know like you had an impact? Like that, you know, well, I, younger I, players. I, I definitely tried to be, maintain myself for sure, whether it was the baggy clothes, the Jordans, the hat, the tattoos, all of that stuff. But no, I didn't think I was different because where I grew up in Vallejo, we all played baseball. Okay. You know how basketball is yeah. the culture in yeah. the hood and yeah. in, in different places, wherever there's New York or yeah. wherever. In the Bay, in Vallejo, mm-hmm. it's baseball. Okay. So, like, that's what we played, and we played at a high level. We okay. were really, really good. So, when I got into other places, like as I got into my teen years and get better, then it's like I'm the only black kid on the team, I or it's you. only like two or three of us. Mm. Then that's when I was like, oh, this is, different. oh, this sport is kind of, you know, it's kind of <laughs> different. It ain't yeah. like what I thought. But mm. no, as a youngster, like, no, that like you play baseball, like that. And all our dads were coaches. Okay. Like it was a community, you know, thing that, that everybody loved. Are you sure. familiar with the RBI program reviving baseball absolutely, in the city? Absolutely. Yeah. Here in Cleveland, it's been a wild success. Yeah. For starters, the field that they play on, the Jim Tomey field, is a field of dreams. And our team this year made it to the World Series. I've seen that. In Atlanta. They, yeah. they, they advanced out of the region from Chicago. Uh, it's the numbers for blacks in the game have gone down to really 7%. scary levels, yeah. particularly yeah. where they were in the 70s. Yeah. Do you see the RBI program changing that? Do you feel that it's making a real difference? Because I, I, I think this was the first time ever. I think it was three of the first five draft picks were black kids oh, from yeah, the yeah, United yeah. States. I, had, mm-hmm. I don't think that's happened. Yeah, no, I mean, this this draft class was a lot different, this 22 class. And I, and when I was playing, I thought kids weren't playing the game. Definitely black kids in the, in the inner city, I thought, weren't playing the game. That's not true. Kids are playing the game. It's just we got to get them to more opportunities to get to the higher level, right. to get to the perfect games, is it, is it to get working? to baseball factory. It is working. RBI is working, and and the the three out of the five kids that you that you've seen get drafted at MLB started in MLB programs. My son started in those MLB programs. Right. They started in the EDI, and now they have Hank Aaron and all these different um, programs to develop kids and identify talent at young age. We just need to make sure that we can keep them in the game. From 12 to 15, mm, when they, but when from they little out. league yeah. until high school is when they fall Are out. Are they losing so we, them to football? Do you lose them to everything? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You yeah. know, whatever it is, you lose them. Yeah. You know, when they, when they don't have the structure. So we need something from 12 to 14, 15 that we that can keep that can keep these kids um, interested in baseball. Mm. But they're playing the game. Yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I said it in 2007, good. and people got mad at me. I was like, it's a crisis in the game. I look around, it's only one. Uh, black player on each team. Right. You know what I'm saying? Maybe right. even some teams right. had none at that time. Sure. And this was 2007, and everybody jumped down my throat. So, no, I mean, the the way the game looked in the 60s and, or the 70s and the 80s yes. yeah. is that's how I grew up right. watching the game. You know what right. I mean? And that's what I wanted to get back to 
where it was 26, 27 percent. One of my first memories of baseball is Oscar Gamble with with his afro, with afro. coming out of sure. yeah, right. out of the helmet. Cece, you mentioned your son. Obviously, he's a freshman. He was good. At he's Georgia a freshman Tech. Georgia Tech, yeah. right? What's very unusual is that usually when we have legacies that are someday going to be in the big leagues, or at least we think. It's usually if the dad was a pitcher, the kid's a pitcher. Not in this case. Your son's a big first baseman. Huh? Yeah, he's a first baseman, man. And and uh, he goes by Karsten. The kid, he, he likes to be in his own lane. You yeah, know what right. I mean? And he loves baseball. He obviously, I mean, I, I told, I sent him a picture yesterday from two days ago from the game here. He's like, take a picture of a slider with me. So <laughs> he still loves, he still loves this so place. And did he he loves baseball. He pitched early. So he pitched at a young age, but I wasn't around, obviously, sure. you know, playing. Yeah. So I wasn't there to kind of help him. And, you know, we he grew up really in the tri-state area. He was born here, yeah. okay. but he grew up in the tri-state area. Yeah. And he would pitch at, you know, 11, 12, and there would be dads, yeah. you know, making comments. Oh, I thought he would be better or uh, throw harder. Yeah, sure. He liked to pitch when he was younger, yeah. but he He's just kind of got away from him. If I was home more, wow. he would have been a pitcher. Yeah. But I think my 11-year-old, my I got one that just turned 12. He's going to pitch he for sure because I'm home all the time. Okay, yeah. talk, talk about that. You just said something that was fascinating to me. Like, you know, you and Brad, I talk to Brad all the time about this. When you're a professional athlete, not being home, not being around your, your, your children yeah. and, and trying to trying to go between being a professional, being the best you can be. Talk about the, the some of the, 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 I guess, the downsides of not being around your family um, when you're trying to be a professional athlete. Yeah, no, I mean, you got to have a strong partner. You know, my wife is, I mean, obviously the backbone of our family. She's an agent, baseball agent now at CAA, but she raised our kids. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, I, I can't really say that I was there to right. day to day to help raise little C. Um, you know, I was there for the big moments, Christmas and all these different yeah. trips we go on right. in the off season, but day to day, it was her. Um, so however he turned out, however these kids turned wow. out was it's on it's all on her. Right. So, uh, I mean, I have to give her the tremendous credit for him getting to Georgia Tech. And that's why I think I'm so involved now because I feel like I missed you so much. Time. Sure? Yeah, yeah, so mm -hmm. like I wanted to drop him off. I wanted to go to Target Dude. and get all the stuff. Dude, I know exactly what you're you know talking what I mean? about. So <laughs> I, I'm super involved now and I feel like, you know, now that he's out of the house, obviously at Georgia Tech, me and my 12 year old are get really close because mm -hmm. Him and the 12, my, Carson and Carter are really, really close. Okay. But now that Carson's out of the house, I feel like me and Carter are starting connecting a little yeah, more now because I'm yeah. home. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I think we'll, we may have a closer relationship than me and, me and Carson are like best friends. Right. But I feel like me and Carter may be closer because uh, I'm here from 12 now until, right. Yeah, right. you yeah, know, for forever. Years. Yeah, I so. love the commercial you did with Carson. With the <laughs> That's yeah, great. Yeah, that Can we get one of those stuff. for the studio? Oh, yeah, let's do it. It's fun. <laughs> Because I watched it, I'm like, I need that. I need that. I got to work on my swing. Uh, you look like you could still. You look like you're in better shape. I couldn't play I like this though. You couldn't. No, I mean when I, I got down to this weight, weight, yeah, you it said was you terrible. lost some, some of your yeah, power yeah. and some of that. Just you my look balance. Great, though. What do you do to to stay in, in shape it, like this? I just this? it was just my diet. It happened during COVID when we had the time to. We were, you know, unfortunately in COVID we were locked in. You know, I just took that time to kind of change my diet. I got away from all the sweets and the cereal and everything right. that yeah. everybody was accustomed to seeing me eating, and I really just locked in and, and kind of just changed my palate. Now it's more like Mediterranean diet. I eat a lot of fish. We go to dinner. I don't eat a bunch of steak or crazy mm -hmm. things. You right. know, I'll, how do you feel? You know, I feel great day to yeah. day. You know, I'm, I got my golf stuff on. I'm on the way to the great. golf course, well, and you've got to be feel, down feel really good. How much from your peak um, at your playing day? My peak, man. I would, I would, I'll be walking around. People don't know this. I'll be walking around like 3:38. Y'all was talking about Italy. I went to Italy. I went on a trip to Italy one time. I came back. I was. 
I was like 343. I was like, oh, yeah, you take 20 pounds. But I didn't feel it. Right, 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 right. Like, I was just bread. walking around it's like the it's bread, the bread, man. the wine. And oh, yeah. At the time I was drinking, like it was, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, see, when you, but when you like six, seven, you can walk you around like that. Feel like, it, and you got, you, you, I'm good. you, you wear it good. Yeah. You'd be like, I'm oh, good. you ain't that big. Mm. I remember when I first got, when I, my very first big league spring training, my locker was right next to Sandy Alomar's. And we had just we just weighed in, and I came back, and he he was like, "How much you weigh?" And I was like, "272." He was like, "You're gonna be 300 pounds in two years." And I was like, "What? No chance." No. Well, two years later, I was 310. <laughs> <laughs> you already seen it. Seen it. <laughs> you don't mind me asking if you were 338. Yeah, I'm 265 now. Yeah. Wow. yeah I was, I was, incredible. 67270 pounds. 67265 yeah. is thin. He probably got a couple cuts. <laughs> Brother, he probably got a couple of abs, bro. Yeah, I'm like, yo. So see, I'm gonna cover some some questions because. You throwing smoke for that mound. Yeah, you throwing yeah, smoke. Yeah. So, how do you think the people felt in the box when you was coming with the smoke? Man, I hope they was intimidated. <laughs> like, More than three thousand of them went back to the dugout with yeah, the yeah. Only one of three left-handed pitchers, I believe, yeah. with three thousand strikeouts. Yeah, Carlton and uh, Randy, Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It, it, when you're there and you're in command on the mound, right? How does it feel when you're in command? When you're in command of that ball, and you're like, that ball gonna go right there between. No, but you know right what? There. You know why I like to always like pitching is because you know, you're not just in command of the ball; you're in command of the whole stadium. Like nothing starts until I'm ready. Like game start at 7:05. If I'm not ready, okay. we start at 7:07. Okay. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if I want to walk around the mound, if I want to grab the rising, if I want to go back there and talk to Derek, or if I want to talk to A Rod or whoever. I can do that. You know what I'm saying? I just always loved I never the, thought about this. <laughs> like orchestrating. I felt like I was orchestrating the stadium. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. it was all on yeah. me. Like everything was dictated. We win or lose based on how I felt or how I did. So I love that part of that's great. Of commanding. Do you still throw it out? Do you give BP to Karsten? Do you are you Man, Carson hates my BP. Why? Because <laughs> I always hit him. <laughs> I can't throw a ball straight. It's always cutting, or yeah, like yeah. I have to throw it with three oh, fingers. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I throw, I throw a lot with Carson. I can't, right I can't throw hard. No? I mean, uh, that last pitch I threw, I, I tore my whole I, shoulder, yeah. ripped yeah. everything out. So I, I got enough to throw a little bit BP, but Carson hates it. <laughs> CC, you mentioned um, Derek Jeter there. Obviously, ESPN has that documentary out now. Did you watch it? Did you were you interested in it? Like, what did you think? I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I, I did the interview. Obviously, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen. People been telling me it's good. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to sit down and watch. He, um, because he did say some things about eight, like because De Derek never said anything controversial. Yeah. like his entire career. He said something controversial. Why? Well, no. Well, chance. for his standards, he, it was for him, like he. But he basically said like. He was pissed at A-Rod, like that A-Rod kind of threw him under the bus. And I was, you know, like, which is true, but, like, I was he surprised. Never, he had never addressed it publicly never? like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Which is but, good. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a part of doing the doc. I mean, that's why, you know, I was hoping that, you know, what I wanted people to get, get from him is that, yeah. you know, he's funny. Did that come across? Absolutely. Like, yeah, it did. Was he, he cussing in the dog? Yeah, like, and he, he, I wanted the real him to come across. Well, when he talked doc. about you know the Subway saying? series, it was really funny because, He's like, we couldn't lose to the Mets. Like, he was making fun of the Mets, yeah. and I, I thought that was really Yeah, funny. like, his personality, yeah. I want people to, like, to know. And, and you know, because I didn't know that. Even yeah, when right. I was here, I mean, people, you know, people know that I, I did not want to go to New York. Hey, I did not want to be in the middle of their drama and all that stuff. Sure, but as yeah. soon as I got there, it was like, oh, this is what, this what was the, what was the What was the first thing that hit you said, wow, I'm in New York? Was What's the difference between playing in the market? Because he talks about it all the time. When you play in New York, mm -hmm. that are baseball towns. 
like that's baseball all yeah, year round. I grew up in New York. Yeah. And he grew I, up in yeah. New York. Yeah. This is not a baseball town. What, not, what, it was. You it's know not what? now. It, it, it is. I mean, I think New York is just a sports city. I think it's more of a basketball town. I just think they haven't had good basketball. Yeah, that's true. If the Knicks actually yeah. would win, they People would burn that city You're right. You're right. right. Like, you're it's right. actually a basketball town. Yes. They just love winners. Like, the Yankees have been winning for the last that's 50 years, so it's a baseball town. Yeah. But if if the Mets were, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think it's a basketball city, though. I think yes. this more is more of a baseball and football even city. Even now, even still? I think so. Man, I mean... Wow. When, at our show, when we when we talk, the Guardians are in first place. Yeah, we're in, yeah. we're now in late I, I, August, and when I, I we talk think, Guardians, we lose viewers. I think it's baseball just in general. I think that's just baseball yeah. as a sport. Right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like true. we don't Losing do a good popularity. we don't do a good enough job of marketing it. We don't do a good enough job of you know using our sponsorships or you know who's whatever you so know what? our big sponsor is Scotts or right. you know Pepsi or whatever. Why you know Stephen Kwan or Emmanuel Classe not? On a on a riding right. mower doing yeah, a Scotch yeah. commercial, right? You know what I'm saying? Like NBA, see, see, that's, that's a great idea. Right. We, need to, we need to get that done. But, but we the don't NBA does such, well, such a great job of the state how, State Farm so commercials why, why and does, putting their young why stars. Why MLB does, cannot make the connection? Like the NBA makes the connection between the game and the, so does the and NFL. The, you know what? NFL between the, the game and the people. I think it's the the player association and or, or the the players in the league don't have the relationship that they have in the NFL where. You know, the, yeah, the NFL, I mean, the NBA, they have a salary cap, but it, the the revenue is the, play, yep. the we players get, are interested in growing the league right, because right, they right. getting that money. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Where in the, so in there's the, not that partnership. It's not that partnership in the MLB, and the players yeah. don't have the interest in growing the, the They have an interest in growing the, the game. Right. They want the game to grow, but they don't care if the league grows. Sure. Right. Like, you got a lot of guys that show up to NBA care stuff because they want the league yeah. to grow. Right, right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's why the league is worldwide. And that's, and that's the difference. And I mean, I, you know, I don't. I don't know if salary cap is the answer, but I'm yeah. just saying a partnership well, be a part is a, between, is a right. better way. Yeah. Baseball is a regional sport, too. Like, people yeah. in baseball root for their local team more, whereas, like, in basketball, definitely in basketball, a little bit in football, it's people root for the, the stars. The players. Right? Like, there's a lot of people that wherever LeBron goes, now I'm a Laker fan, now I'm a Cavs fan, yeah. because you love LeBron or you love Giannis or whoever you love. What do you make of the Guardians? You follow them closely enough to make a – assessment of where they yeah, are. And what I mean, doing. I follow I follow I watch them enough. I mean, I, I do. I think, you know, I think it's a team that, you know, wasn't trying to win and, and they, they got everybody that that's coming up and having a great year. All these young players, I think they call them 14 different players yeah. and have come up and like made an impact. Um, so I think they're, you know, ahead of where they want to be in winning. Um, are they ready to take that step? Do you think? I, mean, I do. I mean, the, the pitching is right there. Yeah. Oh, you know the Yankees I mean? are playing terribly since they the are now. Breaks. But when you look at yeah. them overall, what the Astros are the best team right now. What yeah. wins in the playoffs is pitching. pitching. Yep. And, and the Guardians have the pitching. Yeah, they He's have them. So McNuggets has a question. And Clash might be the best closer in baseball right now. Yeah, he's as good as anybody. Sure. McNuggets, did you say you have a question? I do. Cece, can you hear me? You're actually working awesome. So Shohei Otani is getting all the love now. He's obviously pitching, hitting, good hitter. You were the original Shohei in a way, Cece. I don't know <laughs> if you were. know this, but you were the only player since the designated hitter was adopted to hit a home run in both the American League and the National League in the same season. <laughs> so, if you were given the opportunity to do what Shohei was doing, how do you think you would have fared being an everyday hitter plus pitching? Uh, I think I would have been okay. I mean, I think I would have had to do it from the start, though. Yeah. If I would have been hitting, like, right from high school, and I, think I, I think I could have hit. 
What was your lifetime average? Do you know? Batting average. 207. Yeah, it was 207. That's great for a pitcher. That's really good for a pitcher. You're not for an athlete. I'm for an athlete. That's terrible. We're going to catch him sitting above the bench. That's true. Compared to more little while, I was hitting 250, and I was like, oh, that's good. But the last couple years got Yeah, but how often are you hitting? Like, you're not taking BP that often, were you? No, we weren't. And I was in the American League a lot. I mean, most of my career. I only played National League most of You say it's terrible. The Indians have an everyday catcher that's hitting about 30 points lower. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. Trust me. Same thing 207 would have been Their center great. fielder ain't hitting 207 either. No. I got I gotta get we got I gotta get yeah. to the T though. You know we can't we, they just ask you these baseball questions. We gotta get to this culture stuff. Now you came in the league when you was what 20? I was 20. You was 20 years old. Now you you a young kid, black kid, you 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 doing your thing and you get your first check. What's the dumbest thing? Looking back, you burger ball. Like you look, you look back. Look, look back. <laughs> like what? Like look back. Like what the hell All was right, that? Give us the top three. If there's a lot of them, give us the top three. Man, I think the the the, the first dumbest thing I bought when I was that young was. Uh, I bought the Hummer, the H1. Did you? Yeah. 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 And I'm just like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm still living in my grandma's house. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't even got a house yet. Yeah. And I'm driving through the hills and shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get you one. I'm going to get you one. The first day I bought was that bull check. I went down to Lynch Force in Chicago, bought me a 944 Turbo, and paid for it. And I wouldn't even pick it up. They're they like, you come to get this car? No, I ain't coming to get the car. It's already paid for it. They, they told it to my house. I was, told told it. It. I was living in an apartment. They were like, Yo, we got to bring you this car. Yeah. I love, I love. Yeah, no, it was, it was dumb. every time I got a check, I did something stupid. No matter how old That's I was. dumb. Same thing. The very first day I signed with the, with the Indians, the Guardians, I signed in spring training. We were in Winter Haven. And I drove straight to the dealership in uh, Tampa and got me an S600. <laughs> you were right there. Everyone was right there. Me, don't buy nothing. Don't do it. I bought a Rolex and an S600 all on the same day. I don't even know this. Stupid. Bro. I don't Stupid. know this brother, right? This is why I all call it collective identity because I don't know him. But when he said that, it was to be the first thing I did. The first two things is let me go get an unlimited supply of Yankee Boo hats. I need all the J's. I need a Rolex. Yep. And I need a car that I can't fit in because I'm big. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you just do it, and you be right at the crib with your mom. She'd be like, "Why would you buy all this?" You know stuff, how many man? times I got in trouble for wearing Yankee blue hats when I was with the Indians? Wow. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I'd be, yeah. be courtside at Warriors games, and I'd be having the Yankee blue on. Yeah. Be like, why are you wearing a Yankee hat? They don't yeah. get it. It's not. It's not a Yankee hat. It's a you know what I'm saying? That's our uniform. This is you. I'm the captain. Right. I'm the captain. I'm the captain look now. At, look at me. That's what this hat is. I am the captain now. Hey, Cece, I, I gotta ask you about. I gotta ask you about like because obviously most of your career was in Cleveland and New York. But when you got traded to Milwaukee that year, that stretch by you for those two months and change, whatever it was, was was one of the most memorable things. It feels like thinking back about it now for me as someone who watched you. I felt like you pitched every day. It seemed like you like we went back to like 1920 where the guys would pitch every two seconds. That was the one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Were you dead at the end of the year? I mean, like, oh yeah, I was mentally, yeah. I, mentally, I was dead. My body felt phenomenal, but you put that whole team on your back. Yeah, that's what it felt it, like. It was, outside. it was, I was so like, it was emotional because yeah. leaving here, I had never Tough. known anything, yeah. but you know, being an Indian and the way I got traded, you know, all my guys, like I remember, you know, Mike Seggy, he's retiring today. We having a big celebration for him tonight, but he came to the back of the plane and. 
he was crying before he even said a word to me. So I already knew yeah, what was, you know what I mean? Like, I already knew. So, I, man, I remember driving home. Like, I cried all night. And my wife looked at me. She was like, you going to sit here and cry or you going to go to a team that actually wants you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She right. was like, this city, I mean, we, we love it here. You know, our kids were born here. But that team, they want you in Milwaukee. So, I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, I had planned on, because I got traded on the, the Sunday before the All-Star break. Yep. And I had I was supposed to pitch on Tuesday in Cleveland. And then uh, Sunday again, and then, you know, have the All-Star break. And the guys from uh, Mark Antonaccio, the owner of the, the Brewers, called me. He was like, hey, you know, you can wait. I can send the plane on Saturday. You don't even have to pitch until after the All-Star break. Um, and I was like, you know what? Send the plane tomorrow. I'm coming. I left and I left on Monday. I pitched on Tuesday, pitched again on Sunday. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm here. And yeah. the reason why I didn't want the season to end and why I pitched so much yeah. is because we talked about, you know, all the black, the black players. I walked in that clubhouse and I had Prince Fielder, yeah. oh, Billy yeah. Hall, oh, yeah. Ricky Weeks, mm. yeah. Mike Cameron was yeah. the leader. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was yeah. Ray Durham was there. Ray Durham. Um, yeah. It was just and Dave Risky, my best friend from the the Indians, yeah. had just been over there all year. So it was like walking into right. a yeah. frat house. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, I don't want yeah. this season to end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah. if I got to pitch every fucking day, guess what? Yeah, I'm man. sorry. If I got to pitch every day, I'm pitching every day. What a oh, man. Bleak me out. What a no, shame. Sure. Hey, I'll tell you, what a shame. We're gonna let that ride. What a shame, Prince. Because he was a hell of a yeah. player. Oh, yeah. He was a great. He was hitter. a great athlete. I think people, he was because he played he was big. really people, good yeah. defense too. I think people don't don't really yeah. get that. See, see, what's your life like now? Like when you make the kind of money that you made, obviously you can just kick it up and watch the days go by. That gets boring, I'm sure. Yeah. I remember Jay understands that years ago <laughs> when, when you were a guest on Cold Pizza out in Las Vegas. We were doing the show for the week out there. Yep. I remember talking to you about that and thinking at the time you were still playing, and I just thought. This dude's going to go from the field to the box and be one of the best broadcasters the game's ever seen. Your knowledge of the game, the way you talk about the game, I thought for sure you were going to do that. Is that on the horizon for you? Is that something that doesn't interest you? Not unless I can dress like this. I'm not wearing a suit to talk that's, about baseball. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's, that's right. right. That. Get I'm that. never ever doing that. That's so nonsense. If, if they change the way you can dress, then yeah. I'll do it's it. It's changing, though. It's yeah. ridiculous yeah. that they got to get dressed up. Yeah. Yeah. Manning and Underwood a lot of times are in polos. When they're in shirts and ties, I'm like, what are they doing? I don't even want to be in a polo. I want Jordans in a t-shirt. And you know what? When it comes right down to it, one of the things that we it. talked about before we launched this show, yeah, he did. why not look like your audience? Nobody's sitting at home in a suit and tie and watching us talk right. about sports. So I do the alternate broadcast with MLB Network where we sit around like this, like this. and right. we yeah. watch the game and Kinda the former like players. With exactly. So we do yeah. that, okay. and, and, yeah. I, and I'll do that all day. And it looks like you're having a blast. And it's that. so much fun. Yeah. But I'm never going to do a traditional sit down and, you know, with a suit and tie. And talk yeah, see, about that's, part, that's part that's of the problem you see you talk about. You have to meet people where they are. Right. Yeah, like, we're, not, we're not there with the suit and tie gig anymore. I like right. I, just let me come in and flex set up. That's yeah. so and that's dumb. What, that's that's you want you want my yeah. knowledge. You don't want my gear. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let me be geared out how I want to be. You want the knowledge I'm about to give you because you can't get this anywhere else. Plus, probably what I'm going to wear is going to look is better than with the suit. Right, 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 right. Cheap ass suit that I'm going to put on anyway. Exactly. Every day, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you. I'm not like so. You, be you. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean. the one thing that viewer will connect with is authenticity. Yes, they will. If you're real, they'll connect with you. McNuggets has a question for you. This isn't even a question, Cece. Our 
Producer Steve Becker just texted us and said, if you want to join the show, you are more than welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, like, we're just like that every we day. Just, we, oh, just like, we just come in and kick it. That's yeah. all we do. Oh, and we have, a running, we have a running competition for Jordans. Oh, yeah. So, so we oh, got to yeah. do the oh, yeah. We got to do it here. Hold on. We got the we latest, got, the now, latest. Now, now, this guy, <laughs> I've been trying to get him to put that call in the mic. You know, Mike. I'm not calling nobody. He's not calling nobody. But how many? But I could outdo y'all if I did the call. I know. That's why. <laughs> how, how many how many J's you got? How many people think you got, bro? You winning like that? Hundreds. Is it? Huh? Oh. oh no, I'm just over. It's probably over. I probably got over a thousand pairs. So, so, Do they so, come directly to the so, house? Does so, Mike put you on that? It's a couple people on the list. Jada Kiss is on the list. It's a couple guys <laughs> that, that might just slide them to us. They, you just get them when they come out. Is that Every true? six weeks. So, so you, you are so jealous right now. Here you go, Jay. Jay, so, so, so see, when you see Mike, you know we call him the black cat, mm -hmm. right? These guys, I don't you like go tell, him Mac, uh, tell the black cat this. He's getting uh, Jordan shipped to the Bulls practice facility, right? Scotty Pippen and I will steal them Jordans so they come in the box. Greg, twelve. My brother wear twelve in Columbus. Give me them Scotty, Scotty. And we got the shoe contracts. Got the shoe contract. Give me them Jordans. He got though. Yeah. So because I'm gonna mail them on. So I've been on Jordan since 2007, and my little cousin just started. He started wearing a 15 about about five six years ago. He and he was living in New York with me for for years, and he would like go through the shoes first. And he'd be like, oh, you don't want these. You don't want these. I'll take these. I'll take these. <laughs> so I had to get the app okay. to see, like, what well, shoes <laughs> are, like, you know, hot. Like, yeah, right, the hottest are hot because he was, like, he, he, taking, he was taking the hot shit and leaving me on the track. <laughs> <laughs> hey, though, so he was doing the right thing. He was doing the right thing. He was <laughs> doing what I would do. I'm sure you know this, but your size 15 cleat is the largest cleat in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. That's pretty right cool. There. Aaron Judge will be there at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why is Judge bigger than 15? He's 17. Oh, my. Look at the size of that guy. What is he, 6'8"? You yeah. know how hard it is to get 15, Jordan. You yeah, got to go rob somebody. Literally. That's a tough That's the tough and, and that's the one thing about, like, being on Jordan is he's so loyal. Yeah. You know, as he's as loyal to you as you are to him. And even my, in my retirement, every six weeks, the boxes still come. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So everything, I mean, there's, yeah. every day I wear Jordans, every mm -hmm. single day. Wow. Shout out to Mike. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, gonna, that's, that's a beautiful yeah. thing. They need to pay me in Jordans. I ain't, don't pay me. When just you look back on your career, CC, I know that you had so many individual moments, winning the Cy Young, obviously, in 2007. But as you look back, what is the moment for you that you'll always remember on the field? Um... I think, uh, I guess winning the World Series. That was it? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what you Did it feel as good as you for. thought it would? It did. It wow. did. It, it felt, I mean, and, 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 and I always say this, and, I, you know, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on the show, but it felt good, but it felt like I should have won it here. Oh, 07, man. we should have won. Man. I couldn't You know what I'm saying? More, so man. I was, yeah. after 07, Man, this is crazy because I, I, I was like, man, am I going to be like a, a Charles Barkley? Am I going to be like Carl Malone? Like, am yeah. I going to be one of those players that, like, have all these numbers great and do all this stuff but, like, can't get over the hump? Because mm -hmm. that was, like, 2007, if I pitched good, we win the World Series. Like, no question. And so, and I, like, so I go into that 09 playoffs just thinking, like, man, like, this is, like, on me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And to be able to get it done felt great. So How did like that, that was your mindset in 09 after going through 07. Did it better prepare you? For it 09? did. It did it, it, it going through 07. Yeah. 
And then 08 in right. Milwaukee, mm-hmm. having yeah. that run prepared me for 09. Right. But if, if if I had the same mentality that I did in 07, in, in 09 that yeah, I did in 07, 07, then we went yeah. for yeah. sure. What, what's your greatest memory of pitching in Cleveland? Uh, My greatest memory, my greatest memory of pitching here would be just that 07 season and just how locked in me and Vic were. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And just like looking around and and it's kind of like that team that they have now where they all came up together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you look around and like, you know, this like Vic would we'll be on the mound. I'd be on the mound and he'd be behind the plate. He wouldn't have to give me a sign. Like really? he would just do like this and yeah. I know what pitch to throw. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Or he'll do wow. like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was we had those type of connections right. on that team. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Like that group of guys. Yeah, we, we were so close and and it just it made all the difference. What's your relationship with Victor today? Because I know you guys were close all three. Still super games. close. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. and you our boys play. Yeah, and, and he play is little Vic plays perfect game tournaments all the time. So we would see each other in the yeah. summers and he just little Vic just signed to go to FIU and Vic lives in Orlando. So nice. I'll see them all the time. Okay. Yeah, you know when you um, got trade when you got traded and then Cliff Lee gets traded the next year. Yeah, when you saw when you saw the news that he got traded were you like of course, he got traded. We yeah, I mean, well, after I got traded, yeah. uh, I think Vic got traded. Yep. Um, they traded. Risky got traded. I mean, they traded 07. They, they pretty much just, yeah. you know, got yeah. rid of everybody. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I remember telling Cliff after I got traded in 07, uh, in 08, I was like, bro, just go win the Cy Young. Yeah. And, and you, you, you know, you, they'll trade you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when the, you know. You, t- I mean, everybody knew, like, at the time, you knew you had to get traded to get right. paid. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, yeah. We, we, we knew we all weren't going to get paid. Here. Right, right. What's wild is that, like, you know, for it, obviously in the 90s and into the early 2000s, like, the attendance here was always great. And when I first moved here from New York in 2011, Fans would always call it when they would complain about the the Indians. They would always say, "Yeah, as soon as they traded CC, I stopped going to games." Right, right. You you and Lee, but especially you, it always got brought up like that was you getting traded was like a knife through the heart of so many fans. Yeah, because it was it wasn't just me. It was that yeah. group of guys. It was mm-hmm. that that group of guys were came up through the organ through the ranks in this organization through the city, yeah. just like that those mid nineties teams. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So th- those we were homegrown, all of us. Yep. Yeah. And it was the same thing with those ninety teams that we started making noise on the national stage. So yeah. it wasn't just it was I represented that group, I guess. Yeah, but you, you don't need to diminish your role. I mean, like people loved you. You were very. No, I loved it here. Yeah, right. No, this yeah, is, this was this yeah. was. Yeah. Well, how does baseball address that problem? Because Cleveland, Milwaukee, Cincinnati, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Oakland, they Tampa. are all yeah. Oakland. There's many others. Tampa, yeah. they're feeder markets to the coastal teams that have the big money. And when you look at the disparity, I look today at the major league standings. The run differential is something I always focus in on. Dodgers are, have outscored their opponents this year by 245. The Yankees by 190 or whatever it is. And then you've got all these small market cities where in the NFL you don't have that with the salary cap and the disparity. Every Green Bay is the smallest market in pro sports. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't hamper them. In baseball, the geographic advantage is really hurting the sport in cities like Cleveland and Pittsburgh and Detroit. How do they fix that? How can that possibly be addressed? I mean, we talk about it. I mean, this, it's the players-driven league, though, but it's because of the caps, right. I think. You know what Does I mean? Does baseball and need a cap? And would that I, I mean, I, I, I'm not the commissioner, and that's not my job. <laughs> no, you know, know what I'm saying? I'm not the player association either, but I just think that you need to get players invested in growing the game. And, 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 that, yeah. and that's when the, the, the league becomes marketless. 
And, you know, you can have a, a Russell and, and KD down to Oklahoma City, and they become the biggest stars, and nobody's ever been to OKC. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. So it has to be driven by the stars. And right now, yeah. the league is driven by the team. I think you need a salary floor even more than that. Definitely. You got to have a floor. Yeah. You got you you to have a hundred, like $100 million even to minimum. be a team. Yeah. Yeah. And, see, it's so, it's and, and, and what's great about that is is the, the teams in the NBA, if you, don't, if you don't spend that money, it goes to the players right. on, the t- on the team. Right. right. So you better yeah. spend it anyhow. So you got to spend it. And I think to that point, when you look at baseball and the disparity in payroll, the Indians are down near the bottom. The, the, the Dodgers are six times higher yeah. than them. Yeah. How is a team supposed to compete in the same league with a team that's spending $6 for every dollar they spend? The floor would fix that, mm-hmm. and the cap would fix that as well, in my view, just because it would keep teams from having four or five $30 million plus a dollar a year players. They have a would, soft cap was, with the luxury. Most yeah. teams don't go over it, that. Yeah. Yeah. What you, what you, what you it plays as a cap. You, you have to yeah. have you have to have a buy-in from the owners and the players together. That's yeah. how the NBA. They hate each other. Both sides. But you need everybody to come together yeah. and structure right. a deal that works for everybody. The players have That's to realize. That's Cleveland's and Cincinnati afloat. Why let the Lakers get out on get out on the lead because you got to have everybody feeding from the same trough. It just feels like you should all be trough. playing on the same field. Yeah, and absolutely. in baseball, you're not. CC, I got to get back to the end, to the, the back end of your career because you, you're you with the Yankees. Obviously, you pitched great when you first got there. And then towards the end of your career, you started, you know, you were struggling there for a little bit. And then you came back and you bounced back. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you went th- through some personal stuff. I, I, when I remember, you know, thinking like, oh, you, it felt like you kind of reinvented yourself yeah. at the end of your career. Like, yeah. you didn't have the same quite the same stuff so you kind of pitched differently and then you were great at the end of your career again was was it all did you have to change like did, did what you went through personally force a change is that why you struggled or was it like h- how did it happen and how did you bounce yourself back no I think it was just me being stubborn mm-hmm. uh, with the change I mean I think I knew my velocity was was dropping yeah um, and if I would have went to the cutter you know two years earlier yeah um, then I think I would have been it, the transition would have been a lot quicker especially when I was throwing harder. Yeah, you know, if right. I would have started throwing a cutter maybe 2012, 13, yeah. when I was still throwing 92 to 94, right. then it would have made a huge difference. But I wasn't ready yet. I was still stubborn. And right, right, right. Andy was telling me. <laughs> I'm gassing him up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm getting four-seamer still. You know? <laughs> Absolutely, why Andy not? was telling me, he was like, no, you got to start, you know, maybe start throwing a two-seamer a little more, start right. moving the ball around, um, and not till I – Lost all that weight, and then my velocity really dropped. Yeah. Then I was, then I was like, oh, okay, I got to start moving the ball around. And he taught me to cutter. I, luckily, I had him and Mo in my organization, <laughs> Billy Connors, right, okay, sure. you know, yeah. to uh, teach yeah. me this. Okay. I'm like, I how mean, do you find? How do you yeah. just get a, a pitch? Who no, does I'm that? learning from the masters. You know what I'm saying? I, I had, had like this literally master Yoda. Pitch. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. To teach me this, I had the, the best left-hander to throw it. And then the guys that literally invented the pitch, yeah. you know, right, in right. my organization. Guys, I, so. I hate to do this because I literally could sit here and talk to CC for five hours, yeah. but we've got to let them go. You got a tea yeah. time, don't you? I got oh, tea time. You're one of the top dudes. Keep I'm, I'm going to say it. One of the, the top dudes that have ever pull, pulled up on the show yeah. live. I'm no, going to no, say that right. CC Sabathia, the great 2024 Cooperstown. We'll be there. Do you think about so. it? No, you no. think about the whole I think thing? about it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just in Coopertown with my 12-year-old. Man. And it was, it, you're going it, it looked in. like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm a big get-together guy, and that's like, yeah. that's a big get-together. Oh, yeah. 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 Cleveland yeah. will descend on Cooperstown oh, for you. I hope so. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show taking a break. We'll be right back. Yay. That was awesome. Great. awesome, man. No problem. 
Hey, Cleveland, it's Adam the Bull. And if you love sports as much as I do, then you've got to be watching the new Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. But if you don't have two hours to watch it live or on YouTube, well, there's a podcast version, so you're in luck. Listen to it anytime, anywhere. We're doing things on this show that no one else is doing. We're getting crazy. Find out for yourself. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. When you watch Front Row, you never have to ask what's going on in Cleveland. It is our job to get you up to speed on the latest news and events so you can enjoy all our city has to offer. We are bright, bold, and all about the action. Whether you're a diehard Browns fan, waiting on breaking news, or searching for a special event for a weekend away. Our hometown has it all. So join us. We're waiting for you. Front Row, weeknights at 7. Seeing, knowing, and understanding Northeast Ohio is something we take very seriously. Because in our connected world, what happens in one community can have an impact on others. Leading to difficult challenges and opportunities for reflection and growth. So for in-depth analysis of how today's top stories affect you, your family, and our communities across Northeast Ohio. Join us for 3 News at 6. So you know what matters most. Hi, my name is Jay Crawford. I'm a lifelong Cleveland sports fan. My favorite all-time Cleveland sports moment, you're not going to believe this, it was Rajay Davis's home run in Game 7 that tied the score. My favorite Cleveland sports moment would have to be the Kyrie Irving 2016 shot. It's the only time that I've ever cried over any sporting event. And my ultimate Cleveland memory is when the Cavs won the championship and the day of the parade. It was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in my life. Why would you not have, because you didn't want to get dressed up? That's so stupid that I get the job done. All right. That, that was fun, guys. Oh, that, I, I think that, that was, was probably awesome. one of the most enjoyable interviews we've had. Love him, man. Joe Charbonneau was off the charts, for yeah. sure. Bernie Kosar was great, but. See, he was one of my favorite man. players. Yeah, he was he mine, was too. Really, I loved watching. He was fun to watch. You know why? Because he had personality. They did. And there weren't that many baseball players that had personality, right? Yeah. Like, and, and I loved Ken Griffey Jr. I loved watching. Because they stood out. They he were played real. with attitude. It I was awesome. so much that baseball's marketing division would could, take on could what, what he that. talked about. Could you right. imagine seeing a commercial with Quan and Classe oh on a Scott's tractor <clears throat> over at the field? Give these guys personality. And by the way, Let's a go. lot of them have it. He yes. was one of them that did. Oh. Each team has four or five class clown type characters. Right. Yeah. We don't get to know them, and that's baseball's fault. They yeah. do a horrible job marketing their stars. And, you know, it sucks that the, the Indians traded them, and it sucks they couldn't I sign know. them. And but, you know, this you know. market, this is why what Jose did was so out of character yeah. for the game. He's probably going to be one of the only superstars in today's baseball era that started and ended his career here in Cleveland. They well, all left. Yeah. Yeah. All, of well, it's, all of them. All of them. All of them. Uh, Vizquel, Bell, Bell, Bell Ramirez, uh, all, all of them, right on down the line. CC too, and you could tell well, that, by talking to him, he didn't want to leave. No, he wanted to, he wanted a, to that, earn what he could earn. The man said he cried the whole. His I know. Life had to and cry. I believe he that's did. a fault of the failure of a partnership between the players and the league. I agree. Right. All right well, and yeah. until you do that, then you can't combine the two worlds because the players have some. They have some, a, a bunch of input here, right? Yeah. They're, they're the product, right? right? They're the product that the people want. But the it's, baseball owners, I think, are the most tricky in all of sports. Yeah. Yeah. Open your books. What do you make? 
Why don't we know that? Why doesn't right. the Players Association get to peek, take a peek at that yeah, and see yeah, what yeah. really exactly. is going on? Some of it's on the, the relationship. Some of it's on the individual owners. Right. To, to spend McNuggets, more. what do you got? Yeah. we got to do top five and what the internet says. Yeah. CC was phenomenal. We've already made an offer for him to come back. Yeah. Anytime CC wants that oh, bit chair, CC so is welcome. Today's Ultimate Five is brought to you by Roundstone. As always, Roundstone offers a better alternative for affordable quality health care. For more than a decade, Roundstone Insurance has been saving small and mid-sized businesses money mm -hmm. up to 20%. 20%. Contact us today to learn how you can get great health care benefits that your employees will love and save money too. Jump around. Jump around. <laughs> jump up and jump up and get down. Roundstone. Roundstone. <laughs> First of all, the four shot of I, you jumping like that is going to end up on somebody's meme. Oh somewhere. my god, it's already that's memed. a meme. This Ooh. man. I uh, I was listening to that song today on the way in. Jump so around, yeah, bro. This man, that's the Barney Rubble you just did. <laughs> that's the Barney Rubble. Man. That's the Barney Rubble. You I thought it was the you Fred Flintstone. He kind of looks a little like a, Barney Rubble. I was told Barney I looked like Fred Flintstone, not Barney Rubble. Either one. Either. I, he kind of has that. Hey, Fred. It looks like you have no. <laughs> hey, buddy. You have no bottom on your car, and you tap your feet to run. <laughs> <laughs> So this was lies. the top five that was supposed to happen yesterday, <laughs> okay. but with the Deshaun Watson news, we had to push it off to today. G. Bush, you are absolutely right for the record. Can confirm. Yesterday, we we're going to talk yes. about LeBron re-signing with the Lakers and how that affected his future with the Cavs. So we decided to do a top five of the five most iconic moments of LeBron's Cleveland tenure. Nothing to do with the Heat. Nothing to do with the Lakers, I mean, a, just <coughs> his Cleveland tenure. He got a lot Let's of Let's start with number five here. He got, he got I know one and two, but he's got a lot of them. The J.R. Smith pointing meme, which also <laughs> ties into his unbelievable performance in that game. 50 points, triple-double, led the game in every stat. But the one moment that comes out of it because it was a loss Rob. was that meme. But I'm yeah. good with that being in the top five because yeah. that was memorable for yeah. all the wrong reasons. Yeah, no I, I, was, I almost threw up on myself when that happened. I did too. I was <laughs> sick. Man, I, I, it was a classic meltdown. <laughs> and it all went downhill from classic there, Classic meltdown. It went down so... It was boom. It was like, oh, my God. You really did feel like it's it. It's yeah. over. What's number four? Number four. This goes back to early LeBron and his Cleveland career. Everybody scored 25 straight points yeah, against, against the Detroit. Pistons that was, in the fourth quarter in overtime to lead them nice. to a playoff win. Hey. That was when I first... And I'm, like I said, I'm not from Cleveland. I was young. That's when I first realized... This dude isn't just phenomenal. This dude is special, one of one type guy. Them yeah. was the that was the reincarnation. They, they wasn't the bad boys, but defensively, mm -hmm. the Pistons back then with Ben mm -hmm. Wallace, they had the Wallace brothers, Chauncey, Tayshawn Prince was wiry, and it was like I, he just did that by himself, bro. And yeah. LeBron had such a baby face then too, didn't he? Yeah, he was just he was, yeah, he was, he was athletic. A child yeah, he was. That was that's got to be in the top five. Yeah. This next, I, I think the top five. I think this is one of our better. This was a collective group here. Yeah. I think it's pretty good top five. All right, number three. Let's go to the 2009 Eastern Conference Finals. Down 0-1 to the Magic. One second on the clock. LeBron's first career three-point buzzer beater. Anthony hadn't seen that play. We watched it, and he goes, <gasps> and that's all I know. Okay, that's probably a pretty iconic. I got a, no, a, a quick story. I was at I was at my one of my good friend's wedding. I was in the wedding. We was down there. We was at the wedding reception. Everybody is upstairs at this nice golf place. And everybody had followed me down in this den okay. to watch on this big screen. 
and this bride, uh, shout, <laughs> shout out to Natalia and Chris Foreman. This bride came downstairs and was like, what are you guys doing? Oh, I bet she was furious. She was furious. The place was empty upstairs, and we was like, I'm sorry, you don't have to be mad at me. They passed the ball to LeBron. He shoots, he hits that joint, <laughs> and like I, I swear to goodness we was going to lose because they were down already 0-1 yeah, in that series. Yeah, yeah. He hit that to tie the series up. And we went crazy, but they was not happy. Her mother was not happy that we were down Everybody there. good so far with the top five? Because yeah, so I can't pick fault with any of those. So far, so good. They're all great moments. So Before far, we so take the next two, what do you guys think are one and two? Well, I, I think the block has, the block to, be, has, to, be one. has one. to be number one. But okay. but he right. has. He what do you ha think number two is then? He has the, he has the Raptors game nope. winner in 18. Uh, I mean. No, it's going to be Golden State. It's going to be in. It's not in Golden State. I thought it would be in game seven. Too. All right, well, before we take this, Steve, let me set this up. These are iconic moments. This one, I think, may uh, – the block's number one. We're going to spoil the surprise. Yeah. What about the decision? As an no, iconic moment on a there. bed. Yeah, no. I do think that is tied to him forever. Now, it's not now. a positive moment, but it is an iconic yeah. moment. Yes, the moment it is. he's most like to forget. Yeah. Here's the thing. And real quick, Bo, Bo, before you go, before you go, yeah. Earl was interviewed that night. Earl was at a bar. We couldn't I show the video. That. We couldn't get legal rights. Oh, Earl is crying at a bar. He and is. Then he gets, we'll show you the clip after. Let right. me get the camera on Earl two, real quick. Two, go ahead, Earl. He's crying at the bar after. <laughs> he gives an interview. It is phenomenal. I, it's yeah. Associated Press video. We couldn't use it, but I'll show you all that. Drop it in the chat, Anthony. Drop it in the chat. Two it's things. phenomenal, but Earl's crying. Two things. Number one. I was on the air live in New York when that news broke. And yeah. even though at the time I had no connection to Cleveland, sure. I killed LeBron. I was sure. killed. I was like so you pissed about alone. it. I don't know why. Number two, Mikey McNuggets, who has never gotten a top five right ever, ever, was perfect through three. And we knew one was going to be perfect. Yeah. And he, he blew it. Crapped his two. pants on number two. Yeah, he did. I disagree. I How just. I, I, I agree with it. It is iconic because iconic isn't always you, good. If you say if you say the decision you know where anywhere was. in the world, know they know is. what you're talking about. It yeah. wasn't a Cleveland moment. It was. It no, was. It was all it was about a, Cleveland. It was the moment he divorced himself of from nah, Cleveland. That's terrible. I mean, that's it, a bad job. Listen, and, it's not a positive but, LeBron moment. It is certainly an iconic. Here's LeBron what you could have did. It's a memorable moment. You could sure. you you, you could have did the decision slash coming home right. Because everybody knew where he was when he that Sports yeah, Illustrated why, thing. Why comes. wasn't the homecoming? The ho I would have put both of those at, at as in hindsight. One. You are right. They should have been tag teamed into one. The or decisions. just put the homecoming on there. The homecoming right. is something we all right. have Love. positive association right. with. That's a terrible. Got to give the good and the bad. All right. Well, let's do number right. one real quick. We already discussed it, but it yeah. is the block. Incredible. Mm. He came from nowhere. nowhere. That was the game. Nowhere. Have you guys Listen. seen the sports science on that play? I yes. did. Yes. It is one on of the how most much ground incredible he covered ones and ever. how fast he did it and the likelihood he was able to block it. Man, this guy. I, I just, the, 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 the height that he was at. In the Bro, air. this guy. I mean, look at his head. His head's near the rim. I mean, he, I mean, Iguodala sees him, does see him coming, and it was, I mean, the timing of it. Right, because that for me, that is the snapshot of his entire yeah. NBA career. That's it. Obviously, because that was the moment where that, that he delivered the championship. But in that moment, I felt like he was absolutely not going to be denied, and that's the moment for me that he did become Superman. Because I thought throughout his career in Cleveland, there were so many times, as great as he was, yeah, he I look back at the did, Boston series. Didn't meet the moment. I look back to so many moments in his career here where I know he could have given more. I know he could have done better. But in that moment, he was the only human being on the planet that could have done that. Right. No doubt.
and he did it. Uh, yeah, I, I that when you, I, I've watched that game in its entirety for I, I say 40, 50 times. No kidding. Over, over and over. And the thing that gets me is is there's a point where it's six minutes where nobody scores. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah, one of the most amazing. it's one of the most nerve wracking thing I've ever seen so in my life. When you see the shot, buddy of mine has the photo uh, framed on his wall, right? Of that moment. Yeah, so oh, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. if, you just, if you just look at it, right? What he had to cover to get there and Incredible. to do it, sir. To block. That's the only thing. I mean, so that's how a championship got to Cleveland because mm. Yeah, without that, he denied them from that set up the opportunity and I hate I hate to say it, but that but then as improbable as that was Kyrie Irving comes back and hits a shot that like that's a that's a step back three contested. Yeah, Yeah. all day. We couldn't have loved Kyrie more. Lord, (laughs) I know that moment. All times have changed. It's amazing. It's crazy. One of the things I ask Cavs fans all the time is rate those two in terms of which one is the bigger moment and I haven't scientifically kept track, but for every Cavs fan who says it was the block, Mm -hmm. there's a Cavs fan that says, no, it was the three. three. And I think that's really what what my takeaway is. Without either one of them, there's not a championship. So you needed both. So they're one and one. Without LeBron setting it up, Kyrie doesn't get a chance to finish. The three doesn't mean anything. And if you you go back and look at the game prior to that, them were two games prior to that, they're, they're facing elimination. Both of them get 40. Yeah. They just they just took turns. Kyrie was yeah. phenomenal. Just was took unreal. turns. Just unreal. I said this is crazy. This yeah. that's I, why it's such a shame that the uh, egos got in the way and that they had to go because that was ways. that was set up to run for at uh, least ten years. It at was. least yes, it even was. with the Warriors yeah. there. At least with ten they, years, because there was nothing out of the East that could have contested. No, they would have right. gone Their to the finals every easy. year. Their path was easy to the. finals. They would have gone to the finals every year. Yeah, what a shame. Yeah. What a shame. I feel like our city. All right, overall, pretty good list by Mike. Yeah, no, I think it's well done. I agree with you. Two should have been the decision and the homecoming, right? Or just the homecoming. I would have been all fine right, Mike. With that. We got to do what the internet is saying now. Oh, and right. as always, when the internet speaks, we listen to it through the PCC Airfoil. Are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus get full benefit packages, paid time off. And a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. I'm going to PCC you out. Mama said PCC you out. <laughs> he be killing me with these poses. That's great. Hey, the man. smile gives me every time. Yo, man, listen, the I just, I feel, me. I feel like, you know what I'm saying? I got to talk slower when you get a cut. You got to talk slower and more sexy. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> shout out to, shout out to the people at PCC, man. You quiet. Thing. We need a you're cigar a, for you right you're now. You're on a quiet and, storm and tonight. Glass, I see. I got some jingle news for you. <laughs> All right. I have Devin who reached out to me and Eddie. Yeah. I want to do a duet. Good. The brothers. The Long lost brothers. Yep, we're gonna I, get a I little call duet action brothers. here. Do I swear, it. I swear, bro, I think it's the same person. It looks it is like not. It, they got two different numbers. I can confirm. One of them reached out to me and said, "We're not the same guy." I just, I always do mine in the car, and he explained yeah. why. But I just thought it was funny. That was Eddie. Eddie does social work. Great guy. Aren't they yeah. the Jingle Brothers though? I think Jingle they should Bros? collaborate. They should do a collaboration. They, they want to. I, I put them together in a group. Good. That's nice. The, the, fact that, the fact uh, that when you get here, and if you sponsor on, on not only on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, we, we give you personal face-to-face interaction, but we get you a jingle, too. Yeah. yeah. You get I jingle. feel like I should get together with the two of them, and we should do, like, a whole band. Well, thing. it's either the Jingle Brothers when they do a duet. If yeah. it's going to be a 
a band after it's the Jingle yeah. Boys. Yeah. I like the Jingle I, Boys. I like the Jingle Boys. Yeah. That's the dope. Jingle Boys. Yeah. Man, this is, you know. I want, I want high quality production. Oh, yeah, we got to do that. I want lights. I I'm want in. smoke machines. I want the whole bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll I mean, work we're on gonna, it. We'll come make on, Mike. We're gonna yeah. do we'll it. We'll make it happen. We're gonna do it. We do it go right. We do not. We do not do anything half-assed on UCSF. No, we don't. We do it 100. percent Just By like way, we when haven't we talked the about the CC um, f bomb. Are we okay with, with that? He dropped an f bomb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just I kept going. We should all be dropping f bombs. We just, we just, we just kept moving like it wasn't happening. Hey, no one. Uppers did not text me. I got no text messages, so let's just move on. Let's talk about James what the, because the last time, that, that the last time no we've F-bomb. had some bad words, I have got some messages like in the moment, nothing. Yeah. So let's move it on. Keep it, moving. Right. Keep it we moving. We asked the internet yesterday. We asked you guys first, what do we think the full season prediction or full season record prediction for the Browns would be? So we asked the internet yesterday. Now that we know what the Sean Watson suspension is, what will the Browns' final record be this season? 17-0 and 0 led the charge, a right? A bunch of answers. <laughs> You're right. Some reasonable, some not. Let's cut to the three we took here. Anthony, the first one is from Strong Fan Clee. He says 10-7. and seven. Pretty reasonable, okay. right in line with what we thought yesterday. Yeah. Let's go to the next one. Travis Young, 12-5. Wow. and five, Very optimistic. T. Young's drinking the Kool-Aid. Damn, Damn bro. For that to happen. Now, also, notice his, uh, his avatar. His icon is the most yeah. interesting man in the world. It's the previous most interesting man in the world. Yeah, that now, now, to, now to it's Quell. Captain Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and our last viewer submission here, Anthony, is on the other side. Ooh, that's He thinks it's over before it starts. So. Damn, I have not heard anybody think that's happening. Look, see, look at his head at AFC North Bottom. You know, he already did bad disposition. Yeah, he's got Jon Snow as his name. Which is a character from Game of Thrones. And so. you have an egg. You got an yeah, egg. Yeah, like, who are you? We should never read tweets from eggs, Mikey. It's a bad yeah, job. Yeah, I know. Own it. Own it. What's yeah. your name? No eggs. None of this, you know, coming you- to you live from mom's basement. By the way, I'm the most interesting man in the world deal. Yeah. Uh, I can't confirm this. I'm trying to right now. But, We're working um, on it. The rumor is Dequel Jackson's mom has a tattoo that says son. I don't know if that's true or not, but if, if it's true, then he truly is the most interesting man in the world. Do you guys want to know what DeQuell texted me after his hit, by the way? What? And then we'll do final takes. What? Uh, you know what? They didn't know the F-bomb happened, and I just got a message saying, y'all ratted on yourself. I didn't hear it the first time. So <laughs> From who? From Ian? From Adam Ostro. Adam Ostro. The head ahead of all. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Adam. I didn't catch it either. Adam, it was CC Sabathia. Yeah, and tough. if anybody's going to do it, at least it wasn't one of us. People curse. That's yeah. part of life. Uh, so DeQuell texted me after, yeah. and he goes, Man, the windows are up. The fan is blowing. How'd my wife smell this? <laughs> I told you. I said right away, I know he's got a fan Mikey, in Mikey, before we do final takes, you got to do good. We haven't done good bet, fan bet all week. Yeah, let's where do are it real we? quick. Come on, let's go. I had you guys you guys all did well yesterday. Yeah. You and uh, Bull went 2-1. and one. G oh, no went 1-2. and two. Listen, the graphics, when we when we bounce around from stuff to stuff, trying to find yeah, the graphics hard. tough. But Ooh, shout out to back. Steve for pulling us up. Back. Steve, let's take the graphic full. You are. You 44%. We've I'm all surpassed the 100 win mark. But Bull is still a nine-game lead. My math isn't great. Nine-game lead. But Paul yeah, is still number one Yeah, but I'm only two games the behind in the loss column. I'm. I have a. Well, we'll do it. We'll do it in baseball terms. What's your win percentage? I'm Eleven. I have a five and a half game lead over Jay. Right. Right. And thirteen and six. Nineteen. I have a an, an nine and a half game. And lead that means over Jay. that's two days. I can make that up in two yep. days. And I'm eight of my last nine. Can we please change Mike Polk's picture to his cat? picture come on now that's so good listen we He's it is on the suit. list you're right we, we will we like will. the only guy that never wears a suit is mike polk and well and me. A suit. and me but, but and, uh, yeah, do you yeah. even own a suit 
Uh, I do. It doesn't fit. I need one. My, my nephew's bar mitzvah is in six weeks. I got to get something. You better hey, lose weight or buy a suit. If, if you if you own a suit uh, company or something, call me up. I need a free suit. I don't want to pay for it because I'm going to wear it once and never wear it again. You rent gotta, me a suit. You have me a, I don't know what you do. So much. My mom, my mom make me buy a suit every year. They just sit in the closet. G. Bush, lend me a suit. You, you, I got one. I mean, you're too tall, though. But do we guys want to run through the bets real quick, or do we want to do final takes? Well, the, you know what? They're all oh, no, they're all Guardians today, right? One's Guardians, two Browns. For we Sunday. didn't really talk about the Guardians, and I feel like we should. Well, they didn't just play, this. Yeah, they didn't play yesterday. I know they didn't play yesterday, series. but they, they're, I'm going to the game tonight at Progressive. The yeah. White Sox are in. They're two and a half behind the Guardians. The Twins are a game. Mm-hmm. This is a pivotal series. I think tonight's a big game. This is, tonight, in particular. Because you've got a huge pitching matchup edge. Lance Lynn's been terrible. I know. you got to win tonight. going tonight. And Sunday, they got Cease going. He's been phenomenal. Yeah, no, he's been very good. It's going to be a tough one Sunday. But if you win tonight... The good news is if you win tonight, yeah. they're not leaving town in first place. Right. And right. Great, if they sweep, they could they're in first place. By the way, a great pitching matchup Saturday. Bieber, who's been awesome against Johnny Cueto, who surprisingly yeah, I know. has uh, bounced back. Uh, have you guys become more you, you guys yeah. buying Bieber now? Because y'all was killing him earlier. No, he's he looks better. like Bieber again. He, Wait a second. I wasn't up. killing him. I just said he wasn't the same guy. And that's fair. He and wasn't. That was fair. But he, he is he, he has was, pitched he his, base, his best baseball in two years, Les. He's yeah. 4-0 with an ERA yeah. under two over his last yeah. start. 1.96. And he looks like Bieber. That's yeah. the yes. thing. He's yeah. throwing faster. He's spinning it again. His velocity every once in a while creeps up a little bit. I yeah. think that's what we need to see from him. That's and the, right. And CC said this. You win it with pitching. Yeah. If this team gets into the playoffs, I will assure you every team in the American League, including the Yankees, is going to look at them as that's not who they want to play in the first round. Yeah. Because with Bieber throwing like Bieber can at Cy Young level, Tristan McKenzie is a kid who's an X factor. No, mm-hmm. he hasn't pitched on the big yeah. stage yet, mm-hmm. but he can go out any night and he can throw a two-hit baseball and strike out 10. The well, Yankees have been awful since the All-Star break. They've awful. Peaked. I believe they've beat. The Astros are the team to beat. Yeah, right the Astros. Now. They've really got the pitching well. and the hitting. So. And the Dodgers, if you just look at the big picture. Right, the but in the American League, the Astros are the team to beat. And, and that's going to hurt them once yeah, they yeah. get well, into the playoffs. All you need to know is rely on what CC just told you. He said if they get to the playoffs, they got the best pitching. He said the Guardians. I think they have no, the they best the pitching. Best. Their pitching is... Pitching, well, here, pitching better well, than well, now. Well, here, here, you two are always talking about what they don't do. They seem to be sitting in first place. He and I have yeah. been talking about, listen, trust what the, 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 the coaches, staff sees and scouting staff sees on, on, on an everyday basis. Yeah. They got them sitting in first place yeah. here, right? In so our division. So you, in, in the worst right. division. I don't care. Yeah, I don't but, care. You're yeah. in first place. Either you're right. in first or last, right? Yeah. So you got right. to give them some credit here. They have a chance. Final thoughts? Final takes? Yeah. So here's the thing with bets. And yeah. this weekend, I'm going to put a text in the group chat. We need to come up with a prize. Because for football season, we're going to start a clean slate. Yeah. And we're going to do a UJ, a G, and Bull category. And there'll be a prize and a winner. Okay. And then for our three rotators. And what do we do? At the end of the month? Yeah, at the end of the month. We'll do it by month by month. And okay. that's because... I think there just should be a little more. There should be some, more some skin in the game. Some stakes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, All right, we'll figure it out. So we'll yeah. figure it out. So we'll skip the yeah. bets. We'll still track them. All right. Boy, you're going to win this first phase, the preseason. <laughs> but let's get to final takes because we have pre-season. nine minutes, four good final takes. Well, if I go three and zero and he goes zero and three, percentage wise, we'd be tied. So I'm not good ready luck to with say, that. Good I'm luck not ready with that. Says one. All right, guys. Boy, you're up first. All right, guys. So I was going to talk about this yesterday because yesterday was actually the anniversary, but we didn't have a chance, obviously, because we had breaking news. It was 11 years ago yesterday that I moved to Cleveland, Ohio. Not, I guess not technically to Cleveland. I moved to Lakewood, Ohio 11 years ago. I was thinking at the time when I moved here that I would never be. I, I, when I moved to Cleveland, I didn't think I was going to be here for a very long time. 
my goal at the time was to work in Cleveland for a few years and get back to New York. Or That honestly was my goal at the time. And if not New York, maybe Chicago or Philly or Boston. But things changed over the years. And as I spent more time here and became part of the fabric of the community and the fan base grew and my son was born, I grew more and more used to being here and liking it. And over the years, I had some opportunities to leave, and I didn't take them. Um, Most recently, when I quit the radio station, I was talking about potentially leaving. And I just said to my wife in the last couple of weeks, I've 11 years later, I never thought I'd be here 11 years, and yet I think I'm happier here in Northeast Ohio than I've ever been. Uh, I feel like my life is great right now. I'm very happy. I feel like I'm more part of the community than I've ever been. The people here, most of them have embraced me, and I love living here. I'm not saying I would never leave, but really the only thing I hate about Northeast Ohio is the winter, <laughs> the weather. Besides that, and that sucks anywhere in the north and in the northeast as well. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing for sure. I can't see any scenario where I would ever move back to New York. I'm a Clevelander now. Really? I would never move back to New York. I mean, I can't say that with 100% certainty because you never know what happens in life. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you with 100% certainty that I have zero desire to live in New York again or New Jersey. The only thing there for me is pizza and family. And there's a lot more things that I got here. I love it here. I love my life here. I love not sitting in traffic here. I love the things that are cheaper here. I love my friends, my, my guys at work, my friends here. I love everything. And I'm thrilled that I came here 11 years ago, and I have no desire to go anywhere else right now. That's dope. That's a strong. That's a strong banner at the bottom of the screen. I'm not sure he's. I'm not sure he's saying that. I'm not saying I I do not hate New York. I love New York. I just don't want to live there anymore. Yeah, and that's that's. And as a kid, I could never have imagined wanting to leave. Having lived there for a decade, yeah, I can understand why, as you compare it to what you have here, yeah, why you would be hesitant. Life is easier here. It's easier. It's more user friendly. Yes, people are friendlier. There's a lot less anxiety. And Absolutely. It's just, it's just an easier, more comfortable life. It's an easier life. life, yes. All right, Bull. Or Brad, sorry. All right. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you. Bull. We look alike. <laughs> Thank you. We're twins. Like, like, <laughs> my time here. That could All be right. a great sitcom. I, 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 I was going to go another way, but I, I, I want to touch on something that was brought up in the show earlier. And you see, I got this Purdue shirt on. So I wondered. About yeah. Well, my daughter that. plays for Purdue, okay. so Purdue Fort Wayne. So I represent my kids on every show. You see me in some Maryland gear and some other gear, but that's a different story. We'll get to that. Let's get to this. You know, we talked about in this saga with Deshaun Watson and, and the love of Cleveland for, for just being Cleveland. This is, this is to the people of Cleveland, and I don't care across this country. You don't have to be ashamed that you live in Cleveland or from Cleveland or have an affinity for Cleveland. We don't have to be out here apologizing because we're from Cleveland. I told you earlier, I'm on a plane with Charles Oakley flying into Cleveland from Chicago we're defending Cleveland like we have to defend Cleveland to somebody from North Carolina. <laughs> like this is freaking ridiculous, right? <laughs> it's freaking ridiculous, right? Like there's no comparison. You live in the woods, we live in the city. There's a difference, right? Sometimes it's just about being from here. And when you're from here, you can love it and you don't have to be shamed to be uh, out here boasting. I'm from Cleveland. That's where I'm from. That's where I'm representing and that's where we are here. Because this Brown saga here has really draw, driven us to different sides of the aisle. So either you, 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 you understand it or you don't understand it. You like it. You don't like it. But come heck of high water, this is our team and this is who we're with, right? 
and we can have internal uh, squabbling between the family, but we're not going to let the people from the outside who are not in the family have squabblings here. We're just not. And unlike some folk out there, I believe in redemption. So no matter what you have done, the good Lord says you have a chance at redemption. So I'm going to give you a chance to prove that you're worthy of being redeemed. And without that, I don't think this world goes anywhere. Because what happens in this world today, we choose so many sides that there's no middle ground anymore. There's no room for forgiveness out here. And I will just say this. I don't know where the saga is going to end with Watson. Right? I have no idea. I don't know Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Smith. But I know this. That somebody's child, there were some other people's child that were affected here. Let it play itself all the way out. And we will find out if a person is worthy of redemption and second chances. That's what this country was built on. People will forget that. You are entitled to at least having the opportunity to try to do, redeem yourself. And in this case here, for Cleveland, it's okay to stand with Cleveland and not be invoked on one side or the other. We are here to support the place, the city, and the, the life that we know here. You just heard Jay and Bull talk about living in this place we call the city of Cleveland and the Cleveland area. And it's okay not to be ashamed of it. So I want you to stand on that. That was so nice. Strong. That was nice, man. Well said. You know, he's much more elder statesman than myself. You know, he got, you know, he. It's the white hair that yeah, really drives yeah. that stuff. Just, all just down. really, <laughs> no like, doubt. he got that. that does. That, that uh, he, he do it like, uh, what's his name? Morgan Freeman. He just yeah. get that. Just, yeah. every, Morgan Freeman can say something that'd be profound as hell. He'd be like, yeah. I'm going to the ma I'm going to the bathroom. He'd be like, dang. Yeah, that no, was whatever deep. he says. It, Morgan yeah. Freeman said that, bro. He's got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm like, man, that was the craziest thing I ever. I, you, know, you know what? I ain't going to do all that. Here's what it is. Y'all, you, if you think you moving a certain group of people. You think you're moving me with like little comments? Oh, you know, keep them away from the massage tables. That's cool. I don't pay no attention to no comments on YouTube. I, don't, I ain't in the comment section on no ESPN. You know what my comment section is? What happened on that field? And it, at the end of the day, you don't get to say what happened on the field. That's the great thing about sports because the Cleveland Browns are going to come up and show up in your stadium. Boo all you want. If we got what we think we got, that ain't gonna matter. You can boo or boo Nick Chubb for six yards. Boo Kareem Hunt for nine yards. Touchdown Amari Cooper. Keep booing. That get real old when you getting spanked 35 to 3, 35 to 7, or 14, or whatever the case it is. At the end of the day, you need to take that mentality and say this. I don't care what you're saying. They done told you what he gonna get. I don't have to apologize to individuals out here who, who don't live. I put my name on everything on this screen. You know where I be at. You see me all the time. I'm on the radio. I'd be on here every single day, and we don't hide from opinions. It's a lot of cats to be thumb thugging all in the comment <laughs> section. You got just, just being so tough and cool. At the end of the day, the Cleveland Browns got a damn good football team, and that's what I care about football. So all that booing, all of that, but what about Roth? We ain't caring about that. Big Ben ain't coming out of retirement and you're going to catch this smoke. Any, any, anything else past that? Leave that alone because we're not trying to hear it. What you say?
thumb thugging. 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 Luke from Loom. <laughs> There's only one. I must know who that is. Stop it. Own it. Be a man. Put his name on it. Let me see your face. Where you at? Tough talking. Mad. We're out of time. I, I got to save my, my final take because we're going over. So uh, we're out of time. 22 hour break. No. Uh, no, no. 70 hour 70 break. 70 hour break. And real quick to people, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Yes. yes. And also next week, we got. U.S. representative, former Indianapolis coach, former Ohio State standout, oh, former St. Ignatius. I'm not, are we talking Gonzalez. politics with him? Ego is it. We got What time is that? What day is wow. Thursday? We oh, got man. Come on, have on a day when I can't. Are we talking? Are we allowed to talk this? politics with him? <laughs> We will discuss that at a later date. <laughs> I bet you he says no, no to that. Yes. I bet he says no to that. I'm surprised he made he one of the greatest catches in Ohio State football history against Michigan. Yeah. And the picture of it is un- unbelievable. Yeah. Shout we'll out avoid. to him. I, I, I but we'll I do like I do like I do like his platform a little bit. I like I, he's standing for something. Shout out to Gonzalez. Yeah, Ago be here Monday, he said? Thursday. Or, uh, Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Hey, Thursday. Monday. And we Tom have... Hamilton on Monday. Tom Hamilton oh, is coming, coming on in? Monday. Or is he calling it? Zoom. Oh wow! I, we, on the, on the radio, breaks. we could never have Tom Hamilton on because he he was on the different station. Yeah, isn't that a dumb rule? Such a ESPN stupid rule. ESPN used to say you can't have people on from I this know. platform and that. We platform. were not allowed to we have him on. We, that we, sucked. We do it. We want. We do. All right, guys, we, we gotta go. Yeah, we're out of time. Ya. See you Monday. Guys. Have a great weekend. Next week. Peace. <laughs> Captain Jack. <laughs> uh. <laughs>